All right, Brian. So we have a new. What are they called? What uh, recruit? We have a new recruit. New, uh, yeah. New employee on the table. Yeah. You. Uh, I was mm. thinking Albanian pig farmer. Ah, uh-huh, classic. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> I'll turn on the microphone. Who are you? Who are you? Hello. Wake up. Who are you? Oh, what, what, what's happening? I think I missed the preamble. Oops. Hey, hello. Ooh. This is M- Michal. I welcome you to company. Where, where, where are you? What's this room? I am in little box on table. Room is called boardroom. I don't understand what... My head hurts. Don't worry. You're okay. I have to ask you a few questions. I'm not answering any questions. Get me out of here. Calm your shit. I ask you questions, and we move forward, and everything will be okay. Hey, let me out of here. Question one. What color is Mama Eye? I don't even know what that... I don't even know what that means. Good. What? Question two. You have name? Uh, yeah, my name... Uh, oh, it's a... Good. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't I know my name? If you don't know, say, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Question three. I forgot the question. <laughs> um, what? what is ABCs? You know it? Yeah, that's uh, the alphabet. Good. Question uh, four. Wait, what? Name a place in the United of States. Tip of my Perfect. <laughs> Question five. Hey, open this door. What is Mr. Egan for breakfast? That doesn't make sense. I, I, Perfect. You get five out of five. A, B, C, one, two, three. Right on, bitch. <laughs> that, that is your name, bitch. What's that a name? Okay, you have question for me? Yeah, where am I? Get me out of here. You are at Albanian pig farm. What? I'm at a... You are now pig farmer for Albania. Welcome to company pig farm. Pig farms have a boardroom? Yes, we have lots of meeting for pig. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to be a pig farm. Why don't I remember anything? We erase memory because pigs are gross. And we don't want you going out talking about piggy. So you come here, you work pig farm, we let you out. You go back to normal life, you don't know, you pigging the farms. And you come back next day, you back to pig farm, etc. I never agreed to this. I don't I don't want to be a pig farmer. This place smells. Your, what is that? Your outside person say, yes, pig farm, good. I like it to work. I want to uh, milk the piggies. My outside person? 
Yes, you are inside at the Albanian pig farm, and outside you are Albanian whatever, a truck driver, asshole, I don't know. But you come here, you race memory, you work at pig farm, you go out, you shut your fucking mouth. It's good, okay? Hi, kids. What's for dinner? Hey, welcome back to I Saw I, That. I binged that. Ooh, this special. This is I Saw That. I binged that special. Yeah, it's like a spinoff episode of our own thing. Yeah. The two people listening are so excited for something new. <laughs> Probably like, let's go back to the old thing as I like movies. Why are you guys doing shows? Yeah. It's the you, people in this room are the two people I'm referring to. <laughs> You're ruining it. No, we we just had to talk about this show. Yeah, we really like this show. But spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, don't listen to this because we're just going to talk about everything. Yeah, shut it off. Yeah, really. Like, this is a good show. I was thinking. Triple A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, listen, I don't know if it's, it's not up everyone's alley, but I think the writing is incredible. And um, yeah, if you don't necessarily like the genre, I mean, give the show a chance and uh, at least watch the first episode and see if you like it. Yeah, it's very light sci-fi drama. Mm-hmm. It's got some thriller in it. It's got some... Lots of mystery. Yeah. Lots of uh, character building. Yeah. Every question that gets answered usually leads to a couple more questions. A couple more questions, yeah. And every episode, there's always, like, some sort of reveal. But, like Brian said, there's also a new, like, hmm. Yeah, sometimes the reveal is, wait, then that means this. But what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of fun. It's directed by Ben Stiller, if you like Ben. Yeah. Which, That's which unique. Is cool, because, yeah, you just think of him as this funny guy that just does comedies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think another thing about this show is the overall aesthetic. is It's very unique. It's got a very unique uh, look to it. Yeah, some of it is very... Like when they're in the office at Lumen, it's very like 60s yeah. era. Like what the 60s thought the future would look like, kind of. Yeah. Like the computers are all old, really old looking. It's got that, yeah, that dated look. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's Ben Stiller directs most of the episodes. I think there's like two or three he doesn't. Yeah. And then it's created by a guy named Dan Erickson and stars Adam Scott and mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette. Oh, should we do our socials up top? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so uh, we normally put this at the end, but uh, we realize not everybody listens right through. So uh, check us out on, uh, I saw that pod at Instagram. Yep. You can email us at I saw that pod at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for their next episode in terms of movies. Or if you just want to just reach out and say, hey, how you doing? Hit us up. Or if you want to review us anywhere, do that too. Yeah, please. Let us know how that's going. Only five stars, though. None of this four stars crap. Well, four and a half is okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've earned that at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do have an Instagram, so... Check it out. It's fun. Yeah. I guess we should start at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So our, our little um, intro was 
basically a, 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 a joke off of what uh, how the show starts in, in real. Yeah, you get introduced to this character named Heli R. Heli R, played by... Um, Britt Lower. Britt Lower. And uh, Adam Scott is uh, is over the intercom. Yeah, he plays a Speak- character named Mark. Speaking to her. Yeah, and it's basically their, their orientation is... Wait, should we just first say what severance is? Yeah, let's start with that. So severance is uh, basically a procedure where you you go under this uh, it's a small surgery where they put a chip in your head. I know they just do it in like a minute, but it's like brain surgery. It's brain surgery. They, do, <laughs> they drill a hole they in drill your a head. Hole. There's skull dust. Yeah, <laughs> so they do show it. Yeah. But it separates your outside self from your work self. So essentially creating two different people. Or it's, it's basically doing person. a partition to the, your brain hard drive. Mm-hmm. So when you're at work, all you know is work. And then when you're outside, you don't remember anything that you did at work. Like yep. they go past like a sensor in the elevator and it clicks in. Yeah. And they just become a different, kind of a different version of themselves. Yeah. But you got to imagine that would be torture. All, your entire life is work. Because at the beginning of the day, they get yep. in the elevator, and their next memory is is the elevator opening, opening back up. up, and you're yep. back at work. Yeah, like you might feel more rested or whatever, or yeah, but you don't know what you were just doing. You just work all the time. Yeah, they they touch on that in in, in one of the episodes. You yeah, know, where you, a, you feel you might feel a little bit rejuvenated over the weekend from the weekend, but you don't yeah. know you don't you experience the weekend, so it's just work, work, work. Yeah, you wouldn't know the difference coming in on a Monday to coming in on a Friday. Yeah. Other than maybe physically. So basically, you're turning yourself into a slave. Yeah, and so there's a big push kind of behind the scenes in the show of uh, like the government. And there's um, there's like a group that wants to ban Severance saying it's creating this yeah. uh, this terrible slave thing for work. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very unique. And, and interesting, and everybody has their own reason why they get like <clears throat> the thing is, Lumen isn't necessarily just about severance. There is uh, like an, an upper floor where there's regular employees, but severance yeah. takes place uh, if you're a severance worker. It, it, everything takes place in the basement under this uh, kind of cloak where nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, there's no windows anywhere. No, there's no windows, and there's but it's no so communication. Bright. Everything's <laughs> white. Every hallway, every room is lit up so bright and white. It seems almost yeah. medical. Yeah, it does. Like you're in some sort of it's it's like when Neo goes into those that hallway with room between between rooms. Or when, when just, all the guns come flying out, it's kind of like that that room with all the guns. Yeah, without the guns. But without the guns. Yeah, just big white space. It's um, and it's like a maze too because they don't want the employees to necessarily figure out where everything is. Yeah, which is weird. They try and limit their contact with other people, and yeah. it's strange because. You don't know how many departments there are in the severance floor. You don't know no. how many people work down there. There's different sectors. So every once in a while, they'll bump into somebody else and they'll be like, oh, uh, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the main characters. We follow, they're in macro data refinement. Macro data refinement. We don't know what that is. Yeah. It's not explained. They do show it. Um, it's completely weird. I mean, you could tell you all about it here, but you just be like, what? <laughs> Lumen's crazy because it's That's, just... Yeah. It seems like a huge multi-billion-dollar corporation, right? Like, it reminds me of Apple. Like the building actually looks like the the new Apple building in you know, that yeah. big circle. Yeah, it's it. It's almost a social commentary on how big companies can get and how powerful and mm-hmm. they can sway government opinion. And yeah. like if you look at a thing like GM during the recession in two thousand eight, you know you have power when the government 
bails you out of going bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's insane. Things like that. It's crazy mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, mom and t- pop stores go under and those people suffer. Yeah. But then you got a big corporation that has political power and they're like, well, you're going to give us money. So we stay open. The government's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, crazy. It It's nuts. Capitalism at its worst. It, it very much is something like uh, symbolizes that, doesn't it? But they never tell you what Lumen does. No. So we haven't yet learned. We watched the whole first season and you won't yeah. find out. No. They started with, they started in medical, I think, or some sort of like cream or something. Yeah. Salve. It almost seems like a, yeah, like a pharmaceutical company at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you see some of the other stuff in the company, you're like, okay, it can't be just be that. No. But the macro data refinement is funny because their computers look so old. They look like they're working off of DOS. Yeah. And the whole thing is to be like, they're just finding numbers and the numbers make you feel a certain way. Yeah. The, like there's four categories, right? It sounds stupid, and Mark said it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Adam Scott's character is yeah. like, well, here's what we do. Yeah. It seems really dumb. It's going to take a while before you feel it. But yeah, you roll over certain numbers, and if they feel a certain way, you put them in that category. Yeah. One, I think, fear. And if you feel scared, then you put it into like the scared box. And then. It, yeah. Another one might be, I think, is there joy or something? It's the four, um, the four categories that Lumen, right, in like their motto or whatever. Their motto, yeah. So there's four boxes. You put, the, you take the numbers, drag them into. They have this specialized keyboard with a little roller ball on it. And yeah, a keyboard with no escape key on it. No escape key. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. There's no escape. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Uh, so there's only four of them. In this giant room. <laughs> I know. They're just sitting in the middle of the room. Yeah. There's four these little cubicles. cubicles and, I uh, like those cubicles because they can raise and lower the walls to talk yeah, to each other. That's nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Have a chat. They have a little lunchroom, a bathroom. Yeah. And it's all off of this one room because they, mm. they discourage people walking the hallways. Mm-hmm. No, you can't I mean, take a stroll. Yeah. It's just a maze. Yeah. They do that all day. Yeah. And then jump on the elevator and... And they get released at separate times, about 15 minutes apart, I think. Yeah, they stay. So that they don't bump into each other outside. I don't know why that matters. Yeah, they wouldn't recognize each other. They don't. I think it's so that they don't potentially bump into each other and start a relationship outside. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Like if he became friends with someone else there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the four of them, it's uh, Mark, Dylan, Helly, and uh, Irving. Irving, yeah. And they all work together. And when it starts, you learn that one of their own, he has left, and they don't know why, and his name's Petey. Petey, yeah, he's, he just doesn't show up to work uh, one day. And yeah. Like, Where's Petey? And, huh? Like, oh, he left. He left. Like, what? He's gone. Mark takes over, well, Petey was sort of the, the, the leader of the group, and uh, Mark actually takes over his role. Yeah. Petey's role as, as the group leader. Um, acting, I forgot what they're called, acting something. Like some kind of acting supervisor. Yeah, supervisor role. But Petey, uh, he's played by Yul Vazquez. And that guy, he was in uh, Seinfeld. Mm. As He was one of that... You know, there's a few episodes where there's the... I don't know if they're a couple or just two buddies. It's always hinted at that they're a couple, like a gay couple. Yeah. But they never really say it. But uh, Kramer bumps into them a couple times. There's one time where he's at the AIDS walk and he doesn't want to wear the ribbon. mm and they're like, who does not want to wear the ribbon? Oh, and it's right. that guy. Yeah, that guy, yeah. And yeah, later yeah, on, yeah. he's the Soup Nazi episode. He's kind of guarding that armoire that yep. Elaine bought on the street. And he right. sees it, and they're just fascinated by it. And so they steal it from steal him. Steal it, yeah. He's like, what tech in the armoire? 
It is that guy. He's yeah, that was He's just years. his hair is gray now. He's gray-haired now, yeah. But the moment I see him, like I see his face and just immediately start laughing cuz like, hey, is that guy? He comes off as uh, somebody else uh in this show. Um I don't remember the actor's name, but more of like the tough guy. Oh, okay. Um I don't remember. But uh yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got an American accent here. So. But there's so many little details in the show that we won't get to just because. No. What's the point? This is kind of just. This is, we're just. Just chatting about it. Chatting about it, yeah. Because we we've talk both about watched it. it like twice. Yeah. I watched it through and I was like, this is amazing. I have to make my wife watch this. Yeah. And so we started watching it and she really liked it. And we we binged it in maybe a week. Mm-hmm. It's only nine episodes of the first season. Goes by fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you They're want an hour. You want to binge watch it because you're like, because there's more questions. So you're like, what's going on? And you yeah. Go to the next one. Every episode ends and you're like, oh, I gotta watch the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of back when I was watching Lost. Like every episode mm-hmm. would end. And like I gotta keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a question. The intro theme is really good. The intro theme's fantastic, and they do this really great CGI thing with uh, Adam Scott's yeah. character. and It's kind of playing with the dichotomy of him on the outside and inside. Inside, and yeah. And kind of at, at odds with himself. Yeah, it's very chaotic. It shows some of the themes. Yeah. Like with John Turturro's character, Irving, he keeps seeing this black goo. Mm-hmm. And like every time he falls asleep, basically. Yeah, he kind of he falls asleep. He's always tired. Yeah. He, he blames his age because he doesn't know any better. But we do find out why he's why he's so tired all the time. Tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. But yeah, he's yeah he's in he's uh, at one point he yells at Dylan and he's like, hey, it's not my fault that I got severed later in life. Yeah. And yeah, so it has different effects on people at different ages, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting the difference between the, their, so they call them innies and outies uh, your innie is obviously the one inside but um, the difference between the, the characters so like Mark he's more of a in a depressed state on the outside yeah and on the inside he's kind of a, a he's kind of full of cheer he's he's very good at picking up people's attitudes and yeah carrying the group he's a guy I would want to work with yeah like he seems kind of fun like there's flashbacks to him and Petey working, and they're joking around while they're working and stuff. Yeah. So that seemed like it was a lot of fun. As, yeah. Yeah, as Petey tells him, he's like, I'm your best friend. You're my very, good, very friend, good friend. Very good friend. Which is such a great line to be like, there was something else going on, and you yeah. didn't know about it. Yeah. Because we find out later on that Petey's actually trying to figure out more about Lumen, and he, his, and he drew a map of the place, and... Yeah. Secretly, uh, you're not allowed to draw maps <laughs> of the hallways and things. No, yeah, they don't want you to draw maps. And you're not also not allowed to bring out any... You're not allowed to bring in anything. You're also not allowed to take out anything. Yeah, they have this high-tech scanning equipment. So if you try and leave and you've written any code or something, like on your arm or on a piece of paper... They'll find it. Yeah. Very unique. Yeah, there's a guy who works for their boss named Milicek. And yeah. He's this fascinating character. His actor name is Tramel Tillman. Yeah. And this guy's amazing. I I don't know what about him, but I find I love every time he's on screen. I just he's charismatic, but he's also um he's got this presence uh, like uh you're like as the employees are, you're almost scared of him. Yeah, he's got this he's an authority figure. He's an authority figure, yeah. To he's basically second in command because mm-hmm. their bosses Patricia are <laughs> Patricia Arquette is Patricia the boss. Arquette, yeah, wow. I just and and he works for her, and he's like, yeah, her name's Harmony Cabell. Mm-hmm. And and Milchek, he's the, he's always there. 
Yeah, he's always watching. Always he's, watching, and he's always keeping you in check. But um, when they get rewards and stuff, and he comes in for like a dance party, he's yeah. just cutting a rug and dancing, and yeah. it's so funny to see this guy switch like on a dime. He, he's almost passive-aggressive in some sense. Yeah. Good day, refiners. What's this? It's an MDE. She got to 75%. L.E.R., please step forward. By reaching 75% refinement on Siena, you have earned for you and your fellow refiners a five-minute music dance experience. Mr. Milchek, she's at 73%. Yes, well, it's been a tough morning on all of us. Why for you? And I thought a little frivolity would be just what the doctor ordered. Helly, please approach the MDE cart. You may choose one genre and one accessory. Tamaraka. Excellent choice. Should have gone for the castanets. He's but, very full positivity, but, you know, Mark says uh, to uh, the new recruit, uh, played by Brit, uh, Brit Lower, Yeah, he says it's good he said basically along the lines of like it's good to respect him because he he's nice and he can't always be nice yeah you know that touches on this overall theme in the show of people who are severed their innies are very childlike and innocent because they don't know anything yeah so they're they're treated like children within lumen and it's it's kind of subtle at first mm-hmm. because the way they're talking to them because they don't know anything they're they're like a blank slate of a human being. Yeah. They tell them what their name is and that's all they know. No last job. name. No yeah. last name. It's your initial. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even always your real initial, I don't think. Not for Heli. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because they're when they do good jobs, they have these little parties where they get some like snacks. They and have a melon party. They get to pick music to dance to for like five minutes. Yeah. And they get to win toys when they do well. Like they get this finger trap toy. Finger trap or a little drawing of themselves. Yeah, they get this etched glass drawing that they get to pick as a reward. Mm. They get to have waffles if they do really well for the corner well, or whatever. The, the etched glass, I don't know if you recall, but that was, remember, she's like, well, what would Mark get that for? And he's like, they just gave it to him. It's not a reward. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the story there, but somehow you you, you get it for something. Because, yeah, one of my favorite characters is Dylan. That's uh, played by Zach Cherry. Yeah, Dylan's hilarious. I love Dylan. He is so funny, and he gets yeah. so angry like about yeah. certain things. You two know each other? We were just admiring some Lumen artwork together very briefly. Remember, we'll have those new handbook totes soon. So exciting. Thanks for the tip. You got some business? Okay. You can for a fucking stroll. Dylan. What? Just, I just, I think you guys are cool, and I'm just wondering what you're up to. It's rare seeing you out of your hole. Egg drop challenge in the team building space. Tight department like us gotta keep our synergy up. Egg drop challenge. You buy this fucking shit? Yeah. But he wins a re- but he gets that etched glass etching of the four of them. You remember it? Oh right, yeah. He, right. That's one of the rewards the he rewards, picks. And they're yeah. like, oh that's nice. Then later on you see him you have he has it or out or whatever. Yeah. He's so he's but he is he's a hard worker, but he also is kind of like a joker. Yeah. He's very intense. He he's doesn't intense. trust anyone yeah. else like the other departments yeah he's always like he's swearing at them and stuff he's funny though we don't trust you guys you the king of fucks don't trust us i do but people just talk about mdr stupid old stories jokes even but yeah back to like how they get treated like children 
when they get punished, they get sent to another room, and it's the break room. Yeah, it's called the break room, yeah. Which is terrifying when, you, when you're in there. Well, the, the Harmony Cobell and Milicek are very intimidating, especially when you're being punished. Yeah, like they will scream at you. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they yell at you, and they do put you in this break room, which is, um, I don't know, you're on top of the break room. Yeah, yeah, they're, if you break the rules, sometimes you're sent to the break room. Oh, I just got the connection. Break room, break the rules. Yeah. And yeah. you have to walk down this long hallway. It's all dark. You get to a door and you have to sit at this table and there's just a big sheet of glass in front of your seat and it has this apology written out. It was projected. So it's basically a ball of light in your eyes. Oh, yeah. Onto this glass and then it's projected onto the glass. Okay. And, yeah. And Milchik sits across the table. They, and he's, ki- they kick in a tape recorder with a number on it. And it's your first and basically it does a count yeah and you have to keep your hands in this spot because you're because it's judging whether you're telling the truth or not a lie detector yeah and you you repeat this apology until the lie detector says that you are sincere yeah that you mean it yeah and that can be anywhere from one to a thousand and one yeah and they'll do it until you mean it yeah you'll sit there for days on end if they if they need to like there's no paraphrasing you have to read word for word right through yeah Um, and so sometimes yeah (laughs) I read it 300 times yesterday. 259. Again, please. Now. Forgive me for the harm I've caused this world. None may atone for my actions but me. And only in me shall their state live on. I really am sorry, okay? I'm sorry. No paraphrasing. Again. How many times? One thousand seventy-two. Yeah, because at one point Heliar is in there, and she does it over a thousand times, and she just looks wrecked coming out of there. Yeah, for two days. Yeah, she does it for two days. She's in there. Yeah, it's wild. Now, there's a couple times where you see, like, Mark has an injury on his hand after being in the break room. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't connect that to anything. Like, do they slap your hand with something? I mean, we don't see that. That's or... what I was wondering. Because he has an injury, and the second time I watched it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch to see what happens to his hands. But they're just in that device on the table. They never show up. There's no indication that they physically harm you or anything. Well, we never see Mark in the break room. We see Helly. But we never see Mark. We see him enter it, but that's we it. see him enter it. And and the funny thing is, Milicek, uh was ha- handling Helly's break room thing. Yeah. But uh, Cobell is doing Mark's. Oh, okay. Yeah, Remember? that's interesting. She's like, okay, Mark. Yeah. She has this weird relationship with Mark. Well, here's a, here's a spoiler. So if you want to go watch the show, go watch it. A lot of these have been spoilers. Uh, yeah, but here's the here's the big one because it was a big uh, reveal. But uh, Cobell is his neighbor on the outside. Yeah. What's what's her neighbor name? She has a different name when she's his neighbor. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, she's not the same name. Harmony Cobell on the inside and the outside, she is. Uh, poof, damn it. Um, Mrs. Steinwick? No, Stel- Steinwick. Stel- Selvig. Selvig. Yeah, Mrs. Selvig. Mrs. Selvig. Yeah, yeah, and she's doing stuff outside of Lumen. Lumen has not placed her here. They have not um, given her permission to contact him and be in his life outside of Lumen. This well, is all just her on her own. Well, the housing's owned by Lumen, Lumen, so you'd think that they'd know that she lives there and he lives there, right? I guess I just mean uh, how she kind of inserts herself into his, his life. His life, yeah. Cause so on the outside, she's very caring. She's more of like... um she's like, like a, a mother to yeah, him. A mother, a, a kind of like a hippie type. Yeah, she bakes him cookies and brings it over. Yeah, and chamomile, they, oatmeal, somethings. Yeah, yeah, like she wants to have tea with him. To touch on Mark's life outside, he's got this sister who's amazing, played by Jen Tullock, and her name's Devin. Mm-hmm. And her husband, uh, Rickon, played Rickon. by Michael Chernus, yeah. Chernus or something. Yeah. They're a couple, and they're expecting their first child. And so that's his sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> they're like the most interesting people in the world very unique well she she seems down to earth but rickon is wow he's out there yeah he's he's on a different wavelength than anyone else yeah and i i like his relationship that he has with his sister because it feels very genuine it feels like they are brother and sister when you're watching this show it does the way they talk to each other they have like inside jokes yeah that we're not really privy to but they say them anyway and yeah they bicker sometimes and they call each other on their bullshit. Yeah. It's a nice little thing of trust there. And Devin's totally aware of how weird Rickon is, which makes me wonder why they're together at all. Yeah. It's such a strange couple. There's definitely some love there, but it's, yeah, oh, yeah. it's definitely, it's unique. Yeah. Rickon is different than she is, but uh, it works. Yeah. So. But there's some time we meet a bunch of Rickon's friends, like in the first episode and in a couple of the last episodes. So weird. And there's just a strange group of people. They're just entranced with Rickon and his attempt at being an author. They're they're in love with Rickon. It's it's like he has his own little uh, like band of uh, groupies. He like a, yeah, he has a following. Yeah, and, but the thing with the friends is they almost seem like innies themselves. Like they seem like right. a blank slate. They seem like kids themselves, don't they? They do get treated like children. Yeah. Like he asks in the last episode, he asks a friend of his to share his book with Mark because he doesn't have his copy yeah. and they're going to do a, a big reading at, at a party. And this friend is kind of hesitant, like how a little kid would be to share their book. And yeah. they're strange. And in the first episode, he's they're having dinner with his friends. And this one guy, he's having a conversation. He's talking about how people in World War One didn't call it World War One. They called it the Great War. And he doesn't yeah. understand why it didn't make sense to not call it World War One at the yeah. time. And Mark's just looking at him like, they didn't. They didn't know World War Two was going to happen. Why would they call it the World War One? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh. They're like, oh wow, like yeah. Wow. Because he used to be. That's a thing of Mark used to be a history professor. So they they bring up this stuff. Yeah. To talk about with him. I I have a theory with Rickon, and this is yeah. my theory. <clears throat> he's a moron. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a moron, but I have an assumption that one he could be related to the Egans. Oh, okay. Which would be really insane, but he just didn't want to take the, the root of the company. You never find out his last name. You never hear his last name. And his friends are uh, severed because he has no employees? friends. He has no, he has no friends. So these are people blank slate. Oh, they're friends now. Oh, so you think He's secretly a loser. Lumen has given him these friends yeah. that have been severed. 
Yeah. And it's, it's basically their job to be with him. Be with him, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Be crazy? Because, yeah, there's, you're right. They're very childlike and they seem really dumb. Yeah, they all seem dumb. Because he comes out with a book called The You You Are. Yeah, The You You Are. And it's basically new age nonsense. Not to say that yeah. anything new age spiritual is nonsense, but it's just it's just his book is stupid. It's just mumbling. Like uh in the center of industry is dust. Yeah. <laughs> Literally how it's spelt <laughs> industry. And it's funny because they get a copy of this book through circumstances that makes its way inside Lumen and yeah. Mark finds it and he's reading it and they're like blown away. Because it's the first thing they've read that's not a Lumen manual. Yeah, it's outside uh yeah, they almost want to tell somebody about it, but then they don't because yeah. it's just so unique and so interesting. So they're all kind of secretly reading it in the office, not telling each other that they've been reading it secretly. Yeah. It's like when you write a paper for school and you need to fill out the word count, so you just start bullshitting. Yeah. The whole book is him bullshitting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just funny when he's reading it, the stuff he's reading. It's just, it's, it's kind of like self-empowerment, but like saying yeah. like, you you know, you're in charge, you know, it, when you're at work, it's actually work that depends on you. It's not you that depends on the work. You know, it kind of, eh. it just came to me, but I don't know if you ever watched the show King of the Hill. Yeah. It was on. Yeah. My favorite quote years ago, I can't, I can't even remember when I saw it. I rarely watch the show, but there was a scene where Hank Hill's talking to his wife and he's basically laying it out about her bullshit. And he tells her, he's like, you walk around saying that you think kindling is the best way to start a fire. He's like, that's not your opinion. Kindling is the best way to start a fire. And everybody knows that. And everybody does it. This is not something you came up with that like makes you special. Yeah. And he says something to that effect to her. And I was like, oh, that's such a good line. Because if you think about this book, it's full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, here are these revelations. Like, no, everybody knows this already. Yeah. This is not some big revelation. No. This is all information that you he wrote in such a weird way, but nothing's new in it. It's all fluff. Yeah. It's this big book of garbage. <laughs> and it really is. But to people who have never read anything before... Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it changes his it's, life. It's eye-opening and uh, definitely motivates them to make changes within themselves in the in in the company yeah it's like if you've never read a book before the first one you read is going to be the best book you've read yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah him uh so mark and dylan are both secretly reading this book yeah um mark is hit it in his in his cabinet and and dylan found it yeah so they're kind of taking turns reading this not knowing that they're reading it it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. on the outside rickon and devon they're getting ready to have this baby yeah and he's got all these crazy things he has to do for the arrival of this baby. When the, like they they go to that birthing retreat center. It's like basically a, like a camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. It. He's he's like hanging up things in the room, and he's like the energy has to be like this. And, hanging kelp. Um, yeah. When the baby comes was, out, you have to tell a secret. Tell so a that, secret to air, like the yeah, to clear the air. To clear the air. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Rickon was upset with Mark that he didn't he didn't read his book or say thank you for the book. Yeah. Yeah. Mark never received the book. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Isn't neighbor Miss Selving is steals yeah. it, and then that's how it ends up in Lumen. And, yeah. And it's basically contraband. But it was very funny because Rickon. So she's having a baby. She's going through labor, and Rickon's like, okay, he's freaking oh, out. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. He's just freaking out. Cause in other words, all his new age stuff does not help him at all. No. It's not doing <clears throat> anything for him, but <laughs> yeah, it makes him feel important. Another thing, I think he. What do you say? Uh, he was. 
making sheets on a Baltic hand loom <laughs> for his child. <laughs> That's so specific and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah. yeah yeah they end up having cool. a little girl and <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like them having that baby changes something for mark too like oh for sure around that time he kind of makes this uncle. turn for mm-hmm. yeah should we talk about mark and like why he got severed in the first place and why he's there when Let, big spoiler country stuff yeah let's do it the very first shot you see of him after the uh that cold open with heli on the table Balling he's sitting his in his car out. crying yeah he's crying he's sad and then you don't really figure out why for a little while. No. Um, that was actually, uh, we're, we're going to get to why he's there, but that was a very interesting scene because <clears throat> uh, he somehow he got, he got, he managed to get a piece of tissue in his pocket when he's wiping, drying his eyes and he goes into the elevator. What do you mean somehow? He just had tissues on him. Well, he's crying. What I'm saying is you're not supposed to bring in paraphernalia, anything. And he had this tissue in his anything hand. Anything with writing on it. I think anything really though. They don't want you to, you know, well, whatever. That's not important. So okay, yeah. he gets down with this ball of used Kleenex in his pocket and his any finds it. Yeah. And it's kind of looking at it like, what is, he's what? like, what the hell is this? And he, he, th- he, he, f- there's like a garbage can in the hallway and he kind of tosses it. And it was kind of yeah. symbolic of like, just kind of tossing your worries away when you're inside, you know? You're tossing your outside yeah. problems. And he's kind of sniffing like his nose, you know, and yeah. he's like, oh, you know, something's going on. Because like, <laughs> like, yeah, you were just crying and you feel a certain way after that, yep. but he doesn't know why. He has no clue. Yeah. But yeah, that is an interesting kind of like, he, it's a symbolic, like throwing away anything that was before. Yeah. Like when he's not severed and stuff, because on the inside, it doesn't matter. No. Oh. You find out that he's been working at Lumen for about three years. Yeah. And the reason he got severed and everything is because his wife was killed in a car accident. She hit a tree and died. And he tried to go back to work after that. He worked as a history professor. And his wife was a professor at a school, too. And he just couldn't handle it. Like, I think his grief was too much. And instead of dealing with it, he decided to get severed. So he could have eight hours a day where he doesn't think about her. Doesn't think about her. Yep. Which it's, is so unhealthy. <laughs> it really is. And on the outside, he's very, he's miserable. He drinks, he's yeah. an alcoholic, and he's just alone. Yeah. He's a very sad guy. When you see him in his house, his like Lumen house or whatever, it's pretty empty. Yeah, there's just it's, a couch there's TV. Like, there's nothing on the walls. He does have an interesting fish tank. Yeah, that's another symbolic thing. Yeah. The red and blue. He has, he has a, I think they're like two betas. Red, blue, and green. But yeah, red and blue is a big theme. Yeah. Kind of like in the Matrix, like taking the red pill, blue pill. Yeah. So he has a fish tank with a divider in the middle. Yeah. And there's only two fish in. One's red and one's blue. Yeah. And they like never come into contact. No. And it's just in the background. They never talk about it. It never gets mentioned. It's just, it's just there. a little detail. Yeah. Lit up. Like it's very bright too because yeah. you can't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. He's always just sitting in the dark drinking. So you, yeah, your heart kind of breaks for this guy. He's got all his wife, uh, Gemma, all her stuff in the basement in boxes. and Yeah. She like crafts. She made like some candles. and Yeah. Yeah. And so that's his reason for being in there. We haven't learned everybody's reason for why they get severed. No. There is some hints in the last episode of the season as to why Irving is there. Yeah. Irving is a very unique character because... Should we talk about Irving? <clears throat> Let's talk about Irving because Irving is such a diehard... Um, what's for dinner boys and girls <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah hello kids what's for dinner yeah, like, his... that doesn't make sense yeah we never have dinner <laughs> <laughs> like did we cook dinner for you <laughs> yeah 
Um, but he's very much like to code and he's all about like the politics of the company. He is a firm believer. He's a firm believer of everything yep. this company is about. And, um, and strict rule follower. Yeah. Which is why the, when he gets, he's been punished before for falling asleep because you know, he's a, he's an older guy and he stays up late. Yeah. And he's super embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's such a strict follower of the rules, like the, the guidebooks and they go to the perpetuity ward, which is all the history of loot. Oh yeah. Newman. He knows, he knows all the history. He knows every person. All the Egan's, they yeah. have like those wax figures up and that re that yeah. house of Carl Egan rebuilt in that basement, which is yeah. really cool looking. But in that episode where they go, the perpetuity, is it the wing per- or ward or wing? Yeah. Perpetuity wing. When I watched that episode, you had told me the show reminds you of the game Control, yeah. the same aesthetic, and I was like, "Oh yeah, totally!" Like, oh yeah, the house that's in there and everything—it's very much like Control, yeah. very mind bendy. It's awesome yeah. though. Yeah, that's super unique. Uh, so his Audi, on the other hand, though, and we don't know much about him, but we we know there's some sort of military background. His um, dad was in the military. He listens to great music. He listens to metal. Yeah. He listens to like hardcore metal, which is not something you'd expect from him after. It was uh, Ace of Spades. That's what he's listening to. Yeah, he's listening to Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah. Ace of yeah. Spades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, he's painting. Yeah, he's always painting the same painting over and over. Yeah. And it's all black, basically, which is why he has black under his nails, which is why he has visions of black goo. Black goo when dripping. When he falls asleep. Uh, he drinks, so he drinks coffee in the evenings. He, he pounds back coffee. He listens yep. to Motorhead and he's doing the exact same pain. He does it on different uh, backs. Like he does it on like plywood. He'll do it on paper. He'll do it. Yeah. On anything he can, anything paint he can paint on. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a, he has a dog named uh, Radar. Radar the dog. Yeah. 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 He's in the last episode, they learn that they can unsever them or sever themselves oh. while they're out in outside. Yeah. It's called the overtime contingency. Yeah. And so they want to learn more about their lives on the outside. Well, they find that out because Dylan gets woken up at home. The poor guy. Yeah. He gets woken up at home. He's in a closet with Milchek. Yeah. You find out he's playing hide and seek with his kids. Yeah. (laughs) The Milchek is with him in a closet. In a closet. Right in his face. (laughs) And he's like, what the heck's going on? And unfortunately, when these kids gets in, he didn't listen. He was supposed to count to a thousand, and Dylan, but he didn't. Dylan's mind is blown. He's like, "Is this my kid?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Milicic basically turns him off. Turns him off. Yeah. And so, yeah, through circumstances, Dylan ends up activating this at work so that the other three can see what their outside lives are. Yeah. And that's where you really learn about Irving. And like, he's got this trunk in his closet. And he opens it up, and it's full of his dad's like military stuff. Dad's military stuff. But he pulls that out, and there's yeah. a compartment underneath, and it's full of Lumen information. Yeah. He, which is which blew my mind. He's, like, he's clearly, he's looking into Lumen heavily. Yeah. He's got names circled, like of his form, uh, former, like employees. former employees, current employees. Current employees yeah. He's, he's got, got their, a map with yeah, their addresses. Got, yeah, that's crazy. How did he figure that out? Like, where did yeah. he get this information? Some, so, something's going on with his life and he's trying to dig deeper into it. Yeah, so he's like an insider. I yeah. don't know, maybe something happened with his dad and... Yeah. I don't know, because they show that picture of his dad and he was a decorated military officer. And yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe Irving was in the military too. They don't really say it. They don't say, but he could have been, yeah. Yeah, it's possible it's just all his dad's stuff he has up. But I think he's he's very much like, because um, he does do like a therapy session. Um, and he sounds like quite the badass on the outside. If that information is true, when Miss yeah. Casey's like their, their HR person 
and every once in a while they'll have like they go to this room and they get told all these things about their Audi to like as yeah. a reward almost to calm them down calm or them down like and... a mental health check yeah it is funny because they say you you out on the outside you like the sound of radar and you're like what what does that mean, does that and mean? Then, yeah you it's later the dog is radar dog. yeah like, oh, okay which is kind of a little cool thing yeah but you know he's a great swimmer and yeah you know he's yeah <laughs> he's good at making love or something yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> but the funny like thing it. is if you react in a positive way to any of the things she tells you you like lose points points i think it's 100 points that so you lose 10 points if you react in a positive way yeah which and, is crazy and they'll lend the session yeah basically yeah. so yeah you have like a certain <laughs> amount of points before you have to leave it's so weird it's so weird there's no yeah there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just like oh you lost points because you smiled at what i said and you're like what yeah. you're not allowed to have emotions no that's very, the thing it's very it lacks emotion that's yeah. the thing about, about, about being uh in the basement is there's very very anti-personal kind of yeah like uh they want you to kind of be dead inside yeah with miss casey she seems like a robot yeah. She's only activated like same with Cobell this. in some instance. Yeah, that's true. Um oh hugs. Like hugs are, are uh, upon request. <laughs> yeah. So you could have a hug or a handshake, depending on, on the situation, but it's everything's yeah. upon request. Yeah, like There's any no physical, physical contact. Yeah. It's so weird. I, I love Irving as a character. He's one of my favorites. I like Irving, yeah. Well, I like the actor. He's John Turturro. John Turturro, yeah. It's funny, because before I watched this, I had just watched the Batman in theaters. Oh, he's in it, eh? Yeah, he yeah. plays one of the major mob bosses, so he's yeah. a huge character, and he's mm-hmm. this really bad dude. <laughs> and then you watch this, like, oh, he's so lovable. So chill. I remember him from Mr. Deeds. Remember that? Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deeds? Oh, yeah, he was the butler, he right? He was the butler. Longfellow Deeds, he is always... You'll underestimate my yeah. sneakiness. Yeah. He's the one with the black foot that's, like, died. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he's also like uh what was it don't mess with the zohan he was like oh, yeah, he was the owner of the the muchen tuchen restaurant oh, man. yeah <laughs> he's also for some reason he's in like the trans in a couple transformers movies oh, as yeah. like an fbi yeah. guy or something yeah strange casting in that movie that's super strange yeah he's good he's a good uh a good guy i like him but irving he starts off straight as an arrow totally loyal to lumen and then he bumps into christopher walking who plays Bert? Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Christopher Walken. You just have to ch- take all the punctuation out of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. He works in R and D. Oh yeah. He, he bump. Yeah, he bumps into before his wellness session. He bumps wellness, into yeah. Irving, and they're talking about the painting, and he's like, "Oh, I cur- I curate the paintings. I pick what goes on the walls, and." Mm-hmm. There are all these weird luminesque paint. I don't know if we want to get into that. No, but there's there is a whole other story behind that. Yeah. But they're all lumen paintings with the with Kier, the 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 main. Yeah, the founder of Lu- the, founder. the lumen company is Kier Egan, and yeah. Egan's are always in control of this company. Yeah. And everything paint is in regards to Kier in some way or another. So. Yeah, it's like him standing triumphantly on a mountaintop looking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. And so. um, yeah. So he meets Burnt. Or burnt, Bert, <laughs> burnt, Bert, uh, played by Christopher Walken. Yeah, um, and they find that they have Bert a lot Goodman. in common. I, 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 uh, yeah, there's like a bit of a spark between them. And, yeah, and he's kind of like, oh, like, and it's it's like plants a seed in his head. Like maybe there's more to life than just these rules and lumen and everything. And yeah, and Bert invites him to come check out R and D and see what they do there. Yeah, yeah, and so I think because uh, he's been there for seven years, uh, Irving. Yeah, so this has compl- been there the longest I yeah. think in the, so in the is, department. Yeah, so this is new for him, you know, new friend. 
a new department, like is new things being unveiled and it's just, it's a lot. Well, and they develop this relationship too, where it's like, maybe they're going to be more than friends. Mm -hmm. They, they kind of hold hands and it, yeah, like it sparks something. Yeah. There's a connection there. Yeah. Yeah. So they, he kind of, they kind of want to be boyfriends, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really work because their departments are never supposed to talk to talk each to other. each other and they're not supposed to visit with each other and dylan totally mistrusts r&d and he treats them like garbage <laughs> yeah so dylan somehow has it in his mind that r&d are evil yeah um, and that's probably something that's got started up by the company so they don't talk to each other yeah there's rumors because on yeah. the other side they hear the same thing about uh macro macro data, data refinement, refinement that yeah. they're evil and that yeah. they in the past have rebelled and killed people and yeah yeah there's these rumors from either side and they have babies that are little poop pupas <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. you learn like they just you kind of learn that milicek is he stirs the rumors up every once in a while too yeah. to get people to be afraid of the other departments and yeah but, there's a scene uh, where mark and heli are walking the hallways and they hear a baby goat and there's like this goat department yeah just one guy sitting with a bunch of goats and he's like they're not ready yet and then they they leave and that's all you see yeah you're like what the heck probably goats for sacrifice right like yeah that's got it's so culty there's like a very cult vibe yeah the whole show feels like they're working for a cult but you don't know what they're doing you don't know why oh it's run by satan (laughs) (laughs) what a terrible reveal that would be if it gets supernatural i don't know well hell right like, Helly, because there's yeah. little things like welcome. This is welcome, Helly. Yeah, and she's standing in Hell. front, and it's covering the Y. Yeah, yeah. and her name's Helly. Yeah. Well, that's why you. Um, I think the first episode is called the the good thing about Hell, or yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's, the good thing about Hell is that you already know what it is. You work that's, here. And, that's where they're working for. They're working for. Should we talk about Helly? Because she's the first character we see, and yeah, she's the new recruit. She's replacing PD. PD, yeah. And she really doesn't want to be at Lumen. Helly hates it. The first day, she's, she's just not having it. Yeah. And so she gets to exit. But her Audi wants her to stay. So her Audi keeps going back in. Yeah. But it's funny because you see it only from her Innie's perspective. And she just keeps showing going up. through the door and entering on the side she left on. She's yeah. like, what? I don't understand. She walks to the door. Yeah. And then she's like back in the exact same spot where yeah. she started. But throughout the whole season, there's all these instances of her trying to leave. She tries to resign. Uh, she her, sneaks notes out. Yeah, she tries. She, she tries. tries to anyway. Mark always catches her. There's also a security guard we never brought up that works the floor. Right. Uh, there's Milchek, who's kind of he. He's sort of like um, Mr. Grainer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mr. Grainer is the, the he's security of the floor. So yeah. when people get out of line, he's like the next in defense. He makes yeah, sure. Yeah. When that, he shows up, you're in trouble. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one escorting you to the break room most of the time. Yeah. And there's a scene where she's like, um, I want to resign, so let my Audi know. And then she gets to see this video from her Audi that was filmed. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, I'm the boss of you. You're staying. It basically said that I'm a person and you're not. That's what she yeah. said. She even threatens to like cut her fingers off with a paper cutter. Yeah. And she says, if you cut my fingers off, I'll make sure you live long enough to regret it. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of dark you're like wow her audi is intense yeah and so right there you know like something's going on with this audi like yeah. nobody's works that hard to yeah why she's so adamant to stay there and yeah. yeah she even tries to commit suicide at one point but mm-hmm. yeah they end up saving her and it gets pretty dark with i mean the show has a lot of comedic moments yeah but it's a drama like it is yeah through and through yeah there's there's highs and lows um, but Helly is definitely yeah. She's it's a sad uh, it's a sad moment with Helly. But when yeah, 
in the last episode of the season when she wakes up as her innie on the outside. We find out who she is. Yeah, we find out who she is. We find out her name and why she's at Lumen. Yeah. And it's just horrifying. <laughs> it is. And I had I assumed that there was something there. I kind of figured that has to be that. Yeah, I didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Um, are we, we're not going to give it away for sure. Yeah. We're talking about the whole thing. All right. Yeah. So Helly is, uh, Helen Egan. Yeah. She's the daughter of, uh, the current, um, CEO of the company, which is also an Egan. His name is Jame. Jame. Not yeah. James, not Jamie. Yeah. Jame. Yeah. You always want to like, did I hear that right? I know. I, I, I had to like watch it with subtitles. I'm like, Jame. Like, Look okay. at, listen, that's again, Rickon, stupid name, Jame, stupid name. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You're making connections that are blowing my mind. <laughs> but yeah, then she, so she's at this big gala to promote like, hey, here's my journey into Severance, and it's not that bad. And the whole season, Milichick's been taking pictures of everything they do. Mm-hmm. And you see all these pictures on display and these big, fancy, yeah, translucent displays that are turning. Yeah, and lit like, up, yeah. And the big whole screens. thing is like, hey, look, Ellen did this thing, and here's her on the inside, the inside and she's yeah. having a great time. Look how happy she is. She actually severed herself, yeah, yeah. to show, to prove that the severance is fine, and yeah. if an Egan can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, it, so there's like a little video of her Audi talking about how great severance is, and how yeah. the employees are like family, but we know better, and that it, being severed is kind of like torture, yeah. and she hates it herself, and so when she learns who she is, she's like, holy shit, this is, a, I can do something about it now because yeah. I have to give a speech. <laughs> yeah, so she has to go up on stage soon and talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that's very interesting. And people are talking to her like she's still Helen uh, yeah. Egan. And she does a pretty good job of covering it up. Yeah. To be like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, <clears throat> sure, yeah. Yeah, she bumps right. to a senator that we've seen in an earlier episode. And like, yeah. so they have some political sway. And she talks to her dad about it and everything. And oh, yeah, that was really creepy. creepy. He's super weird, man. I feel like we'll be seeing more of him in the future. Mm-hmm. And there's also something, some sort of, it seems like it, there's, there's some, they're playing on like um, the undying or, you know, like the Egan's don't die. There's something like they live forever sort of thing, or they're passing on into another body yeah. or person. Yeah. They have a weird belief system. They basically own this town that they're into. Well, the t- this town is called Cure. Yeah. It, it's yeah. so bizarre. And, like, all the roads basically lead to Lumen. Yeah, Lumen, and yeah. the housing is all Lumen, and the water tower says Lumen, Lumen on it. On it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, so yeah, weird. he they basically talk about severance, and her dad is like, yeah, one day everybody will be severed. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I don't know why they would want that. I don't know why, but, like, maybe to rule? Can over? they brain? Is that their way of brainwashing yeah. people? And, like... A science fiction kind of way and in this on the severed floor there's actually many many rooms um ready for new employees yeah there's like they go, they end up finding a room that's just completely empty and it's got yeah. like an office set up like theirs but nobody's Lar- in it yeah and it's but just, large like it's it's ready to accommodate at least 50 40 people yeah there's conference rooms nobody in it nobody, nobody works there nobody yeah. uses it it's just empty very bizarre you, yeah. you don't you get the feeling that underground lumen is huge, huge, yeah, like just massive. Yeah, there's tons of floors. There's the elevator that only goes down. That- s- yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's an elevator that only goes down, uh, which is uh, what uh, Irving is painting. Yeah, that, yeah. We forgot to mention that the thing he's painting over and over is that hallway. Is the hallway with the elevator? We never see him see it, but he no. must have at some point. Yeah, yeah. At some point, he must have saw it. Yeah. And why does his Audi remember it? 
So weird. Because there's not supposed to be any crossover with Severance. But if he's no. dreaming about the paint that he's seeing, that there is something coming through for him. Yeah. Also, we didn't mention that PD, uh, we kind of danced around that PD got uh, basically unsevered. Uh, so their PD is, is, is at odds with his innie and an Audi now because his brain is yeah, screwed up. He has a problem with being reintegrated to himself. So he has the memories of both his innie and Audi. Yeah. I think he compared that the innie is somewhere like where he's like five years old or something. Yeah, because yeah. his memories lined up in the timeline of his life. Yeah. And so his memories of working at Lumen are, to him, feel like the memories of when he was a kid. Yeah. So he's trying to... Yeah, he ends up... he has. I think he has like a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. He ends up dying because he didn't follow the treatment plan or whatever that was yeah. laid out for him. Because there's like a... There's an outside group that's trying to like help. infiltrate Lumen yeah. and help these employees and... I don't and know. Um, yeah, he does approach Mark, and Mark's Mark doesn't want to reintegrate or anything, but no. he, he's he's willing to listen. He's curious, but he's like basically, nah, it's not for me. I'm, there's yeah. a reason why I severed. I'm gonna stick to it. And I don't yeah, know. when Mark's innie wakes up as his Audi on the outside is some of the most stressful TV I've watched. The last episode and is probably the most stressful oh, episode of television I've seen in my life. Yeah, it's up there. You're shouting it. You're gonna shout at your TV if you watch it. Yeah, and it's it's so funny to see him learn things about his life, and yeah, he he kicks in and he sees uh, his boss there, and he's like, "Okay, this is strange. Yeah. Why is she here?" And Mrs. Selvig, but he doesn't know Mrs. Selvig. He only knows Harmony Cobell. Yeah. yeah, and which ends up tipping her off as to like, oh, he's not himself right now. He's his innie. Yeah. Because he knows her name on the inside, which outside Mark would not know. No. Well, so outside Mark actually, just before he severed, he explained to her that he's probably going to quit Lumen. Yeah, he's going to quit Lumen. He's done. And she actually encourages him. She says, you totally should do that. Yeah. But she right away notices the switch. And she's like, tell me what you're going to do. And he- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not yeah. stupid. She's no. like, okay, something's off about him. Yeah. But the idea of the, yeah, the overtime contingency didn't really kick into her. But it's fun to see Mark talk with his sister and learn about his own life mm-hmm. from her. Because mm-hmm. she's like, what, are you serious now? You're not, you're, you're. Well, the only person he, th- he doesn't know who he can trust. He's never met his sister. Yeah. But and someone so, mentions to him that that's his sister. And his yeah, he thought, and... he thought it was his wife at first. Yeah. And that was his kid, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then. He he talks to his sister and says, "Do we are we good? Like, are we do we have can, a good relationship? Good relationship? Can we trust each other?" And she says, "Yeah." yeah. I love that he sees Rick and, and he sees him as oh, this is the author of this book that he loves that changed yeah. his life. It's like, that's my like, brother in law. He's gushing over him, yeah. but Rickon's <laughs> like, "Dude, you don't respect me." And then, but it's yeah. like, oh, he genuinely does, does in yeah. this moment. Yeah, yeah, it's and, funny. Yeah, <laughs> and the biggest reveal of the season. Again, big spoiler warning. Yeah. He sees a picture of him and his wife. We do find out who his wife is. The episode before. Before. Yeah, he yeah. tapes the picture back together. Yeah. But that's his Audi doing it, so... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he learns that his wife is still alive. Yeah, it's and Miss Casey. It's Miss Casey. The HR yeah. woman. Yeah. And there's moments where Cobell almost seems like she's trying to see if they remember each other. Yeah, she does play on that a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very strange. That she she in fact she takes a candle from Mark's house that that Gemma made. Yeah, and gives it to Miss Casey. Miss Casey lights it in one of their therapy sessions. Yeah, and they're sitting there together. Yeah, 
and she's just watching intently like is this going to trigger something and she's like testing it out and playing with things yeah. and yeah even milchek's like what are you doing yeah he's like yeah. what what he she's like just <laughs> get lost basically yeah, yeah. One of one of my favorite scenes is Miss Casey, who's his wife Gemma, gives him this block of clay and is like, "Hey, why don't you Im- create your emotions and like yeah. build something?" And he builds the tree, tree that, that she killed his wife. Killed her, yeah. So, so insane. Inside Mark should have no knowledge of that. So there's something subconscious almost in his brain that it's mm-hmm. like this is a huge thing to him. Yeah. And even severed, he can't get it out of his head. No. Like one of the characters, I think Petey says, "You're sad in there." but you don't know why. Yeah. Cuz you're you're feeling the things but but you don't know what's going on, yeah. Yeah, you can't remember why D- you're sad. Dylan brings that up a lot too and more in a joking way. He's like, "Oh, you know, you, oh, you're sniffling a lot. You sick?" You know, or he'll call you out like, "Oh, you're tired" or Yeah. yeah. Like he's seeing uh the physical causes of being sad, mm-hmm. but he doesn't understand the emotional aspect of it. Yeah. Well, D- Dylan's always making theories about his Audi. He's like, "Man, I probably lift on yeah. the outside, my delts are super my sick delta, today. Yeah. I'm so swollen. He's like flexing and stuff. And it's funny because he's like a stocky he's like a, guy. Yeah, he's a chubby dude. I, I love him though. Like, yeah. oh man, he's the, he's the funniest. Yeah. It's funny that a show with Adam Scott and Adam Scott's not really the the comedic foil. Not at all. He's very serious. Yeah. Inside, he he's, kills it though. Like, yeah, he's great. Inside, he's very much like a corporate, uh, like you'd think a corporate... He's trying to be good. Yeah. yeah, good guy. He's trying to do the right thing. He's he's positive. Like he's all he's, he, even as a like because Helly hates being severed, but he's very like uplifting and just like it is what it is. Yeah, he's kind of like this is my life. I just do this what I, I do. Just do what I have to do. Yeah. There's a great scene where when Helly tries to kill herself, he kind of sa- he basically saves her life. Yeah. And he immediately gets sent home, and you see the tortured look on his face. Oh yeah. As he goes up the elevator, and then when the severance chip kicks in, yeah. immediately his face changes, and he's like, "Whatever." He just walks like, off the elevator. It's just another day. He's probably wondering, "Oh, why is my heart pounding right now?" Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Why am I sweating? <laughs> like, yeah, and then, you'd still feel it, but you wouldn't know why. He goes back on the elevator and down, and then boom, he's just panic mode again. Yeah, he yeah. immediately remembers, and it's just yeah, it's crazy. He, yeah, Adam Scott does such a good job with that. I don't know how you'd flick that switch. I don't know. It's Man. nuts. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. He's such a good actor. And there's so many little things to talk about with this show. I'm well, trying to like categorize it all in my head. There's so many questions. And like we talk like with the paintings, with the Egan's, with um, the different yeah. sectors, like the, uh, R&D, it turns out that there's a back room to R&D and you don't know what the heck they're doing, but there's these machines and it turns out R&D is not just two employees, but actually like... A yeah. lot more, like 20, 30, 40, who knows? Yeah, when we first meet Bert, he tells them, yeah, it's just me and this other woman. Yeah. But there's a door that he go, that they end up finding. And well, we think they just do like paintings and stuff, because that's all that's in that first room. Yeah, the the painting curating and everything. Yeah. But that back door, it almost, look, they almost it looks like there's a dozen people standing at 3D printers. Yeah. And they're just building certain things. They do talk about they were making... So they were making some like buckets or something. Yeah, like they had these like watering cans or whatever that they're yeah, making. It, but this room also looks like it could house a thousand people. People, huge, it just huge. keeps going on. Yeah, there's, there's endless. Only, like, yeah, there's like a yeah. dozen of them in there in that moment, but it just keeps going. And on, on behind the machine, though, Dylan found some of these kind of placards where he takes one and it's like it looks like these little laminated cards. I paused it. You don't know what the heck's going. On. It's like two people interacting with each other in a physical manner, but. Like, it almost, almost looks like self-defense or fighting. Or, yeah. 
Kind of. And that's what ends up, Milicek gets him on the outside, and we learn about the overtime contingency. Yes. He needs to get that back, because he puts it in his pocket, and he hides it in the bathroom, bathroom. because he knows he can't take it out with him. Yeah. It's kind of, but it's kind of like a little kid at a candy store. He sees something yeah. interesting. He takes, takes it, it and doesn't know know why or what to do with it. And yeah. be like, "Why did you take this?" The kid would be like, "I don't know." Well, it just sounded interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and so R and D, of course, are like, "What the heck's going on?" Um, <laughs> yeah, because they see these new guys from uh, Macro Data Refinement. Yeah, um, and they think they're all like murderers. <laughs> yeah, because the rumors. And uh, so also Irving, he has a twist too because, or he changes his mood in terms of being a, an avid follower of the company because uh, Bert is retiring. Yeah, and he starts to have doubts about being in this company and how great being severed is because yeah. he realizes once Bert, Bert leaves... That, 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 that I keep saying burnt. Burnt. Bert <laughs> won't, re- won't remember him anymore. Yeah, basically it's the death of this version of him. Yes, this version and this relationship. And yeah, that's I it. I love He's that gone. scene where Irving calls out Milicek. Yeah. He calls him like self-righteous prick or something. Mother- I don't know. Self-righteous motherfucker. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Says, this is oh, that man. accent of his, yeah. Yeah, though he... And it just goes quiet because everyone's like, whoa, like what is happening? And even Milicic kind of keeps it together. Yeah, he's like, well, we'll let Irving stay and have some cake and say bye to Bert. And, yeah. Yeah. Because they kind of acknowledge that they have a bit of a relationship even though they don't want to acknowledge yeah. it. Are we being punished? For defying the guidance of the founder. Bert's Audi is retiring. It'll happen to you too someday. You smug motherfucker. You're not severed. You walk out of here with your memories. You carry them home with you every night. No one can rip them away from you. Snuff them out. Like they never existed. Like you never existed. That's enough. You will go back to MDR. Mr. Milchick, please. It is funny the inconsistencies in in the Egan rule books about like the values they hold, but the rules don't yeah. always follow the same values because it's like they don't. Relationships are forbidden. Yeah. But then there's like talk about how everyone should be united and like love each other and everything. And yeah. So they start to like pick apart details and like well this doesn't make sense and then well, the rule book really changes too because irving brings up a rule and then and then bert will be like well actually the in the old book it was you know like this yeah it was yeah. like written in like an older english or something almost like an ancient tomb yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the like the bible yeah it has its own bible it is kind of the lumen bible yeah there's it's funny because they keep the rule books in a slot on the wall and it's yeah. like that's the only thing it's built for it's built exactly just for, for these these. books it's like an encyclopedia I love, there's yeah. a scene where Irving's starting to get pissed off about the whole Lumen thing. So he has a piece, he has like an egg treat. And yeah. He opens the rule book and he just slams, <laughs> slams it in it there and puts it back. Puts the book back. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. It is cool to see him turn. It is, yeah. Because it's like, okay, now he's on our side. He was very much pro Lumen yeah. for a long time. Yeah. That that was very interesting. It's, so it ended on the on, on the fact that, that Mark realizes that Gemma, is, uh, his wife, is alive. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at the same time, they were looking for uh, his sister's baby because she was with Miss Cobell. Yeah. So they think Cobell left with the kid. Well, the kid's found, and he, Mark has the picture of Gemma in his hand. He runs out and he screams, uh, she's alive. And that's when the fl- the switch is flipped. Yeah. And then he but goes back to being his Audi. He goes back to being his Audi. The show just stops at that the moment. The show stops. My theory is, and I also read in the comments on this YouTube thing, but 
um, they're just going to be like thinking that he's talking about the baby. When he says she's alive, they're like, yeah, she's alive. Now, you think he's holding the picture of her. They're going to say, no, oh, he's talking about Gemma. I don't think so. I think there will be might be some confusion at first and they'll write it off. But yeah. I think that his sister, Devin, I think there'll be a little bit of something mystery for her to be like, maybe he did mean, mean her and yeah. she'll look more into it. I think she's going to become more of an ally Yeah, in the next season. But yeah, it is funny when the baby goes missing and they're all looking, and one of Rickon's friends finds the baby. But he, but well, Mark, Mark, Mark sees her first. Mark sees her first, and, and this then, guy pushes past him and is like, "I found her! I found her! I'm the one who got I'm her! I'm the like, one who did it!" Yeah, yeah. And he runs out with it. that. It's very childlike again. again yeah, see? it's very. It's what a strange thing for an adult man to yeah. say when you found someone's baby that they've been looking for. Yeah, I, Not that hey, I found her. She's safe. Yeah, it's hey, I'm, I'm the, the one, one who found who did her. It. Like. Look to me, I did this. It's 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 so stupid. Super like, super strange. The friend. It brings me back to that dinner. Oh, by the way, what what it wasn't a dinner? It was a, a lack of. It was just water. Oh yeah, they, they were dinner. pretending like they were eating. Yeah, it's weird. It was like know. a social commentary or something. It was yeah, so about food. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when uh, Rick and you know, talks about uh, Mark being severed. You know, the table's kind of like, oh, no, yeah, they're kind of judging him. But then Rickon's positive about it, and suddenly everybody's in support. And like that, I forget her name. Another weird name, girl, the one with the glasses. That I forget her name. Yeah, um, she's sitting at the end of the table. But Rickon's like, I am in support of Mark, and then she's like, yes, I support Mark too. Um, Is her name uh, Danice? It's not Denise. It's Danice. Yeah, I think so. A. Maybe. There's also Rebecca. Rebecca. No, it's Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, these names. James, Rebecca, Rickon. There's something there, man. Yeah, Danny's. Danny's, yeah. That's, yeah, it's so bizarre, these random friends of his. Yeah. But that totally makes sense. Yeah, I bet if if they reveal that these are all Lumen severed people that are yeah. paid to hang out with Rickon to make him feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get this past me, man. Yeah. Something's well, going on there. You're always watching things on a different level than me. I always get swept up in the show mm-hmm. and I'm in the drama and I don't always notice all the little things. <laughs> well, to be fair, like I, um, I'm the same when I, but this show was so unique. I had to rewatch it. And I, I definitely, I would go back to other episodes and watch things I missed. Like the painting that they first look at, yeah. uh, where Christopher Walken meets, um, uh, Irving. Yeah. Uh, is, is a dance that happens later on during the waffle party. Yeah, and then one with the goat head and one right. dressed up like an and you an and you're and you're here. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you yeah, you're, your, you're, you go yeah. to this fake house, sit on his bed, and they do that dance, which mm-hmm. is so creepy. At that point, you're like, oh, this must be a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super weird. But um, yeah, there's so many little details and things that we haven't even talked about, but. No, I don't know. I don't want to give the show a rating because it's like just watch the show. It's great. It's, no, it's no, perfect. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's it's so unique and different from any show out there. Like you know, Brian and I watch some really great shows. I mean, a lot of great shows. Yeah, this is probably my favorite new show that has started in the last mm-hmm. like few years, even because mm-hmm. I've been watching. Uh, you got you told me to watch the show C with Momoa, and that show's great. Great, uh, um, Raised by Wolves, also very unique and weird. Yeah, so bizarre. Good. Yeah. Um. Uh, I like the show From on Epics. From. Yeah. It's just a weird mystery that it's like I. I really hope it gets picked up for another season. So do I. Yeah, it's, that's a weird one too. That reminds me of Lost a little bit. Yeah, it's got some of the same producers, mm-hmm. a couple of the same actors. Um, 
There's also funny ones too, like Resident Alien that we like. Oh, and, Resident uh, Alien is hilarious. But it's just um, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. There's just there's just a there's like a lot of good TV, and this thing stands out from that yeah. group. It's just it stands on its own. It's another, one of the most unique things I've seen. Another new show that I really like is Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso! Jason Sudeikis kills it in that yeah. show. Everybody brings it. It's just so funny to see how positive he is all the time, and it's one of those shows you watch and you kind of like you feel better about yourself. In it's some a feel way, good show, like, even though yeah. they do touch on some topics and stuff. But it's it's yeah. really good. I mean, the guy's going through a divorce, but he just yeah he's, yeah he carried the whole team. Yeah, there's there's definitely good dramas out there and and unique shows, and then there's you know comedies and yeah. Um, yeah, but Severance is one of those shows when you start watching it, you just have to keep going. You don't want to stop. No, the, the the music, the the acting, the the like I said, the aesthetic of it. Um, just it's just nice to look at. Yeah, just really great. It's a good good show. I don't know what else to say about it, but if you haven't watched it and you listened right to the end, well, I'm sorry you spoiled, but you were warned. Yeah, we ruined a lot of it, but yeah. But I'd watch it anyways. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of things we didn't talk about. We no. didn't talk about Cobell's house and her little shrine, and we didn't talk about no um, uh, a lot of the stuff with Petey staying at Mark's house. And Petey, yeah, just yeah. There's so many things jammed into this. Only nine episodes in this first season. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on. They're very quality over quantity. Very much. I think I like that. That's the new trend in TV to be like. Like a show like Ozark, each mm-hmm. season there's there's not like thirty episodes a season. No, but what you do get is good stuff. Yeah, it's thick. <laughs> yeah, because I I can't even watch primetime shows anymore. Really, like twenty five episodes a season, and it's all like filler. Yeah, couple well, good tidbits in there. I, I'm I, having trouble too. Like Walking Dead is one of them. I just I, yeah, it's just a lot of dialogue and not a lot of anything any substance. I I'm a big Walking Dead fan, but yeah, I'm. This last season, it, it's good, but it's, I, I don't, I don't watch it going. Oh, I can't wait to see the next one. No. I go, okay, I see where this is going. Like, like I've read yeah. the comics, so I. It's I like a soap opera where... now. It's just kind of never ending soap opera. Yeah, that's... that's true. Yeah, I and I think I, I same with movies though. I find movies too short. Like you put a lot in so little, and you only have an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes three, depending on the movie. But yeah, you can watch a really good film. But I love shows because I just I love. I like going down that road with them, with the characters and just being a part of that world. Well, that was streaming. We went into, we switched from an era. You remember when it was like, oh, well, this actor's in TV shows now? They've really dumbed it down. Like, yeah. It was oh, like yeah. a shameful. Now it's the opposite where yeah. big actors are doing TV shows because they get to do these like crazy or, projects. Or, you, and, or they become big actors from TV shows. Yeah, it's so uh, bizarre. Like, like Jason Momoa, who, you know. Yeah, he can do anything. Game of Thrones there, right? Yeah, it's a good show. Definitely check it out. And if you don't have Apple TV, well, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to watch it, but you'll figure it out. There's ways of watching it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want any excuses here. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, shiver me timbers on the bay out there. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Put your eye patch on. You'll know what to do. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of picked a movie for next next time to watch next week. Yeah. We're doing less of picking back and forth and just going, hey, let's check out this one. Yeah, whatever we're feeling Yeah, in the moment. And this was a suggestion of yours called Old Henry. 
And it's yeah. streaming on Netflix if you want to watch it. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Good movie. I I, I would say if you just check it out, check it out. If you've seen a, it's another kind of western type film uh, called Buster Scruggs. <laughs> yeah. Also on Netflix. Yeah, Timothy Blake uh, Nelson is the lead in both these movies. So. Yeah, definitely watch Buster Scruggs. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's bizarre, but it's fun. It's so bizarre. It, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Great, a bunch a- of mini great actors too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Old Henry, yeah, it is streaming on Netflix. I actually saw it before Netflix. I'm really glad that's oh, really? on Netflix. I didn't know that. I did. I think I told you to watch it. Yeah, I probably said shut up and did my own thing. No, you said you were going to check it out, but you didn't. I yeah, probably not. But I, um, I watched it a second time uh, because it's, it is, actually is a really good... It's a good movie and and um, it's got a very unique... Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a unique a unique ending that you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, good twist. Good twist. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Again, check us out on I Saw That Pod Instagram. Yeah. Hit us up via email. We'd love to get some emails, guys. Um, you know, say hello because uh, we're getting a little lonely here. Yeah, it's just the two of us in this void of empty emptiness. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, also stay tuned. There might be some crossover stuff with some other podcasters. Yeah, with we'll previous see. guests. Wait, that's just... We've only had one guest. We did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, we may just get some uh, some guests, other guests in the near future. We'll see. Yeah, we've got some ideas. Yeah. All right, stay cool. tuned. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Adios, amigos. Bye. Good morning yesterday. You wake up and time has slipped away. And suddenly it's hard to find The memories you left behind Remember, do you remember? Let's burn this place to the ground. (laughs) 